Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. We'll hear more about the baseball model during the course of this episode, set to cover six Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Friday, June 2nd, 2023. Get you in here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new. For some explanations and community rules, reminder if you're interested in projections and picks on every single game, sign up on Dub Club and they get access to the video that talks about the rest of the games, the A-plus play of the day, get all the totals, and access to that Discord chat. We have a lot of fun. So sign up if you haven't yet. That link's in the show description. Costs under $1 per day. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. Does not try to forecast it to a T as it'd be a foolish and impossible goal. Take a long-term view around here. Don't get distracted. When weird baseball things happen, they happen all the time. Did not foresee Wednesday night the Rockies scoring all of zero runs on Tommy Henry and company for Arizona. Stuff like that's going to happen. Thankfully, it balanced out <clears throat> for us just with those big plus dogs that we talked about uh, taking on Wednesday. Took the Brewers. Got a big plus odds winner there. Uh, I talked uh, in the, I don't remember if it was on this show or the after show with with the Dub Club people, but the Reds and the big plus odds facing a lefty there. Uh as something to kind of think about and, and two of the three, one, right. Or even kind of like just talk, talk about show with the brewers and the, and the Rockies. Hey, you take both of them and one of them wins, you profit it. So balanced out there for us in that regard, but there's still, still some weird things happen. It's baseball. Didn't expect the Mariners and Yankees to play again. It was scoreless into the 10th, you know, it balances on the wrong run. It's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand the good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say, we'll be profitable every single day. Fortunately, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Heading to the weekend here, unfortunately, no early day games, but an earlier start for one of them, which we will cover here. But before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content this channel provides. The way I scale picks, A graded money line plays will return us four units. That is the risk plus win amount will equal four. It's like flat betting, but a little bit more dynamic. Uh, B-grade plays will return three units. C-grade plays will return two totals or flat bet like you're probably used to seeing. Let's get to it. And as always, with the scaling and with the picks, take what you like and leave the rest. 5.10 p.m. Eastern Brewers. The Reds, a little earlier start here for us in Cincinnati. That's going to keep the temperature up and the ball's going to fly. We are kind of getting into summer at this point. June is here. And this is where I've been talking about kind of all season where the different baseball that we're using this year versus last year with the ball flying a little bit more early on books had to make that adjustment. That's why I didn't play any official totals in the month of April. They've been, they were great for us in May. I had to make that adjustment too, but I just didn't know. You never know what kind of, what baseball's going to do, right? What MLB is going to do, but the ball was flying 
for April and those colder temperatures, now that we're getting hotter, the ball's really going to fly. And that's going to be the thing here with this earlier start time. Going to be low 90s to start, mid 80s to close in a park that plays small. And when it's hot, this park plays even smaller. It'll be the hottest day of the season for a home Reds game. And I think the ball is going to fly on the over nine and a half. Nice uh, odds there as we're getting close to even money on it. Uh, Corbin Burns does not look like the old Corbin Burns. Underlying metrics suggest that his ERA should be even a run higher than it is, and it's already probably pretty disappointing if you backed him, if you own him in fantasy, or if you are a Brewers fan. And Brandon Williamson I have absolutely zero faith in uh, for the Reds. 502 ERA in the underlying metrics say it should be even a little bit worse. I think he's a below-average pitcher. This Reds bullpen, not very good. The Brewers bullpen, decent. But I think in a day like this, the ball is just going to be flying. You will have a slight breeze blowing in, but I just don't think that's going to really matter. Model projects 10.8 runs on average in this game. I'm loving the over 9.5. I'd play over 10 as well. If you can get over 9, even better. But this is a strong overpick, in my opinion. With regards to the side, I think it's priced pretty well right now. Model says Brewers minus 160. I'm seeing Brewers minus 170 is a decent price out there in the market. But I'm not dying to lay that sort of number with a guy like Burns who hasn't been that good this year. In a game, I just think the ball is going to fly like crazy. Who's going to give up more home runs? I have no idea. Uh, neither one of these offenses is fantastic. They're both okay. Uh, you know, They're both not bottom five, but... Not much better than that, really, in my opinion. And so I, I'm just not really dying to lay it with the Brewers in that situation. If I had to pick, I'd be on the Reds. Right now, they're the best price. I'm seeing plus 156. That would be a C-grade pick. If it gets up over plus 160, I'm a little bit more interested. And the Reds are a B-dog that I would play, just because it, going back to kind of what we were talking about the other day with some of these bigger dogs, if you can get a couple of these at – you know, you know, one team should be favored, but you don't think by much. The Brewers are the better team. Corbin Burns is the better pitcher. Don't get me wrong. But on the road, like they just shouldn't be favored by that much. So the Reds would be an interesting underdog pick. I'm just kind of holding off until I get something that's plus 160 or better personally. But that's where I would be investing. I don't really know what's going to happen. Model says the Brewers win 61.5% of the time. I think that's probably a little bit of an overestimation given the weather situation, all the home runs that I expect to happen here. I think there's a little bit more. Uh, shrugginess, coin tossiness, up in the airness, whatever kind of phrase you want to use. So the Reds as a dog would be decent. It's just I'm not jumping yet at a price like plus 156, but I am jumping on this over as I think there's going to be a lot of runs. 6.40 p.m. Eastern, A's at the Marlins. Going to play the over eight and a half in this one. The A's relievers are terrible and... Hogan Harris, I don't really have a lot of faith in as a starter uh, for the A's. Edward Cabrera for the Marlins, don't have a lot of faith in him either. Both of these are below average starting pitchers with ERAs in the fives. The advanced metrics say for both of them, uh, excuse me, it, it, ERA in the five for Edward Cabrera. Hogan Harris only had one start, but the underlying metric suggests his ERA should be in the five uh, in the fives. Uh, Cabrera is not like it's been really unlucky. He's just an all over the map pitcher. And it's not so much that this Marlins park is going to play favorable to runs. This is just about, I don't think there's great pitching. And we talk about the A's can always play in a high scoring game, especially on the road. When things start going south for them, they can go south in a hurry with those really bad relievers. They had a great series against the Braves. They might win this one. I have no idea if they're going to win or lose. I just think it's going to be a higher scoring game as I don't think that 
uh, they're going to be playing in quite those lower scoring games away from home. They still play in a really pitcher friendly ballpark. Um, now they're away from that. And Marlins Park used to be pretty pitcher friendly. That was back before the humidor. That was back when all that humidity was where the, the baseballs were being stored in that humidity, not literally, but in the fact that it was just humid in Miami, like you couldn't get out of it. Right. So, so the balls were just sitting around basically in that humid weather and the balls were soaking up that moisture and they were spongier. Now that they're in a humidor, they aren't soaking up that humidity. And so, uh, cause remember humidor, you, you think it adds humidity and it does add humidity for Arizona and Colorado and some of the other drier places in the country, but in a place like Miami where it's humid, it's set to actually reduce the humidity from the ambient air temperature that's out there. So not really a, a huge pitcher friendly park anymore there, which is uh, going to allow more runs than back in Oakland. And again, I think the A's might play in some more lower scoring games against the right teams at home when they have the right starting pitchers going. I don't think Hogan Harris is that. So I'm going over eight and a half in this one model projects 9.4. That's my favorite pick in this one. With regards to the side model says Marlins minus 181. They should definitely be favored. A similar story to the previous game, though. I'm not excited about these odds for the A's, given how terrible they are. Uh, plus 170 just isn't enough for me personally, especially given that Hogan Harris and whoever's coming out of that pen, I don't have a lot of faith in. But that said, I'm not laying minus 185 with the Marlins, not with Edward Cabrera on the mound. I know the A's are terrible, but you saw what can happen if you start just blindly laying prices against the A's. We faded the A's a ton, um, and I, and I think we're, you know, we faded them a lot here in the last couple of weeks. I think we're like 10 and one or something. We had that one big loss, but we had 10 wins that really helped us out, but you gotta be careful. You can't just blindly do it. Right. And you saw that against Atlanta in those first two games of that series. I don't know if they win this one or not, but Edward Cabrera is just so hit or miss that he could keep Oakland in this game. And in that situation, I just don't want to be laying a price like minus 185. If it comes down, I'd be on it. So this is one where, depending on the movement, I could be on either side. If there's not a lot of movement, I'll just stay off it completely. But I do think the over is a smart pick there. 7 to 5 p.m. Eastern Cardinals and the Pirates. Let's keep this over theme going. Got some unders for you later. But for now, I'm going to keep the under, uh, I mean, the overs going over nine in St. Louis and Pittsburgh. Model projects 10.1 runs on this game, and that's largely due to the fact that I don't really think either one of these starting pitchers is very good. Jack Flaherty and Rowanzi Contreras, both of them have ERAs in the four. Underlying metrics for both suggest they should be in the mid to upper fours. They're both below average. And you have a park in Pittsburgh that's going to be pretty hitter-friendly uh, on this Friday night, given that the temperature is going to be in the mid 80s to start, that's a lot warmer than usual, than average. Uh, and even by the end of the game, it'll still be in the upper 70s. We're going to have a five to 10 mile an hour wind blowing out that's going to help push routine fly balls to doubles and doubles to home runs. Uh, and while the Pirates have struggled scoring, they haven't struggled allowing a lot of runs. And uh, Jack Flaherty, I know his, I think it was his last start, he looked a little bit better in, but in general, he's very hittable and so uh the pirates might only get three runs but then the cardinals can get us to six and at least push us here in this over nine i just think there's some value in this over because again while under the pirates offense has struggled this is the time to score runs against a pitcher like flaherty and the pirates pitchers can give up some runs especially against a really good cardinals offense and again a lot of it has to do with the ballpark 
playing so hitter friendly on a really warm night. So that's what we're going to kind of preach here as the summer goes along is that if you're going to be taking unders, you better be very careful with doing it. Uh, be ground ball pitchers. You get like from Valdez. He's going to be very immune to the, to the heat because he just doesn't give up a lot of fly balls. Bryce elder is another guy who gets a lot of ground balls, right? There's a handful of other guys. You got to be thinking about that, but otherwise these fly balls are going to get out in a hurry uh, in the summer as the temperature picks up. So over nine on this one. Uh, lather rinse, repeat, same story on this one. I'm not touching a side for now. Cardinals minus 118 looks to be the number that the model projects. You can get almost the opposite of that on the Pirates. Plus 117 right now. I'm just not dying to play the Pirates personally, not unless it's better value. Model requires plus 131 for an A grade. So if it gets up to plus 130, maybe even mid plus 120s, I could be talking to the Pirates. But for now, I'm just not that excited for it. Uh, Cardinals right now, the best price is minus 127. The Cardinals are a, a decent team, much better than they've played so far this season. Uh, but it's just a little bit too much, uh, too much juice to lay, in my opinion, on the road with a pitcher like Jack Flaherty, who I just don't trust at all. And again, when you start talking about overs where there should be a lot of runs because of the conditions, that just makes things a little bit more question marky. And so that makes me a little bit leery to lay minus odds because there's just more who knows what's going to happen that we have to factor in. So some late games here, 9.40 p.m. Eastern, Braves at the Diamondbacks, projecting the roof to be closed on a warm night in Phoenix. Going to take two things on this one. We're going to grab the Diamondbacks, plus 114, as a B-grade pick. Model says it should be Braves, minus 110. So the Braves should be slight favorites, but the Diamondbacks getting a little bit of value here at these plus odds. Backing Merrill Kelly, who's been fantastic this season, been fantastic last season. I think even the season before that, he was pretty good for us. A guy who just continues to not get the respect that I think he deserves. Against a pitcher in Charlie Morton, who's lagging behind Merrill Kelly a little bit, does have a lot of good historical data behind him. And Morton's very admirable what he's doing at this age. But even though the model says these pitchers are even, I think that Ke Kelly is the better pitcher. And that's not just based off of this year. It's looking at a little bit of last year, too. Morton was pretty cold to start the season, pretty hot to finish it. So far this season, he's been pretty consistent, which is probably better if you're a Braves fan. But the bottom line to me is that I'd rather have Kelly here in this spot than Morton. And then once you get past that, this Diamondbacks bullpen, not bad, not quite as good as the Braves, of course, but not bad. Braves have a better offense, but when the game's on the road like that and you get the better pitcher, Merrill Kelly, they got an absolute chance to win this game. It's pretty coin tossing to me. Plus 114 offers a little bit of value. Not enough to go too heavy on, but enough to be worth the investment. Model requires plus 122 for an A grade, so we're eight cents away from A grade value. Not quite there, but you never know where the number's going to go. I'm also going to take the under nine here at even money. Model projects 8.2. I love even odds on totals, uh, and I love getting the push protection on nine. I like both these pitchers. I think the best part of this game is the pitchers, the starting pitchers. Um, I think the Braves, you know, you saw them struggling to score runs in Oakland. Part of that was those were the better Oakland pitchers, but the better Oakland pitchers are just like decent. They're not good. This will be the better, the best pitcher they faced in almost a week now. Uh, given that the before that they played that Sunday night game and uh, Dylan Covey or whoever that was, it's just terrible as well, right? So this is the best starting pitcher the Braves are going to face in a long time. And they didn't really score very many in Oakland. Uh, now, again, granted, that is a more pitcher-friendly ballpark, but the difference between Merrill Kelly and even the better A's pitchers is a lot. So I'm just not sure they're going to score a ton of runs. I think it's a low-scoring game. 
in general, if you just go under and Merrill Kelly starts, you're doing pretty well for the most part. You're not going to win every single one of them, but you're going to win more than you lose. So under nine here makes a lot of sense. Again, even money is fantastic. Push protection on nine. Again, the model thinks that eight would be a better total than nine. Another under here for you, Cubs at the Padres, 9.40 p.m. Eastern. Under nine with a lot of juice is one of the options that you can play. That's at Bet Online. That sign-up link's in the show description if you don't have an account with them already. It's a must, in my opinion. Some other books I'm seeing under eight and a half at better odds, more like minus 105 or even money. I'd play under either one of them. And if you have both options and don't know what to do and you don't know between the juice and the half runs, just split the wager between them. Don't overthink it. Model projects 7.3 runs. And the way that I handicap this game is, A, remember what Padres been on the road, but remember we talked about last time they were home. We just kind of went under like every single game in the home stand. I think we were like 4-1-1 like one and one or something. It's just not being priced right. Uh, the, the, the books continue to expect the Padres offense to bounce, to, to break out. They, they did here on Thursday afternoon against Marlins scoring 10 runs, and that was fantastic for them. But, um, you know, that's just that's the the flip side of the bad variance they've had. They're not going to have that every night. And on top of that, we talked about Marlins Park is a pretty, um, you know, even ballpark these days. It's not really pitcher or hitter friendly, but San Diego is still one of the more really extreme pitcher friendly ballparks, especially here in May, June at night uh, with the, whatever weird weather stuff comes off the Pacific coast and makes the balls die. You know, we see it every year and it's just not being baked in. And so we're just going to go under again, under eight and a half, under nine, doesn't really matter. But I mean, you'll be in the round 60 degrees. It'll be another chilly night. Wind blowing across. It's not like they're going to get any wind help. And the way I look at this with the start, two starting pitchers, Jameson Tyan and Michael Walkup, I'm not really convinced either one of them is that good, but we only need one of them to be good for this under to hit. Both of them project at about league average. Tyan more so based off his historical data, I will make sure you hear this 804 ERA in the season. Tremendous bad luck. Advanced metrics say it should be four and a half. Now four and a half is not good. Don't get me wrong. But you know, if you're going to look at this as ADRA, I can't go under. <sighs> just trust me on this one. That's just some bad luck. He's not going to finish with an If he pitch exactly the same way, like he's done so far in his 31 innings, the rest of the season, he will not finish with an ADRA. That is just bad luck. Again, four and a half, not great, but he has enough historical data to suggest that he projects more in the low fours. It's not too far off from where he should be this year. Michael Walker, a little bit shakier from the historical standpoint, had some ups and downs, but he's been solid this year. He's been good to back this year. And like I said, I don't need both of these pitchers to be good at this point. I just need one of them to be good. And we've got the under. And if both are, we're going to have an easy under. It'll be like a three to one type game. Cubs offense, decent. Padres offense, you know, a little bit, a little bit not as good with Machado out. And again, we've talked long about their struggles. I just don't think they're gonna. I think they're gonna break out more so on the and on the road offensively than at home, just because it's so hard to score runs. Like they can have really good at bats, and they might score four runs to show for it, right? Um, like I said, so I, I just think under makes way too much sense in this one we're just kind of blindly going to play these. And, and, and we're just looking the model. The model projects way lower, but even without the model projection, I feel like we should be mostly just blind playing these unders in San Diego until the books adjust. They haven't adjusted yet to it. With regards to the side, model says Padres minus 140. So right now, Cubs plus 149 would be a B-grade pick. 
I am not playing that yet, but I am eyeing the Cubs. Not so much because I think it's a high-scoring game. Anything can happen like the ones we talked about earlier. Just more about I don't know which pitcher shows up, which creates that extra variance. And so anytime we talk about a situation where there's extra variance, you start gravitating towards the dog. And I think the Cubs make a lot of sense here. But we're seven cents away from it getting to an A grade in the mid-150. So I'm just going to hold off and see if it gets there tomorrow morning. If it does, that's when I jump on them. I'll probably jump on them either way at that point. Even if it's in the low 40s, that's fine. Just going to wait and see if, especially after Wednesday or Thursday's performance here, if more people are backing uh, the Padres, money comes on them, we can get even a better price on the Cubs. I don't know between Tyana Waka which pitcher shows up. Um or both of them, but I just think the Cubs at these big plus odds, they got a chance to win this game because uh, if nothing else, the Padres bullpen, if it's a tight game, we know can absolutely blow it. So I'm on the under. I'm also on the Cubs. I'm just holding off to make an official pick, just seeing what the number does. Again, right around plus 150 right now would be a B grade, and we'll see if it gets even better than that later. And then wrapping us up here, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, Yankees at the Dodgers, obviously marquee series between two of the biggest brands in baseball. Give us the Dodgers as a B grade at minus 134, adding in all the players the Yankees are expected to get back, which should really help them out. And this makes them a much more formidable offense, puts their offense still behind the Dodgers, of course, but not by as much as it would have been without uh, Donaldson and Stanton in the lineup who were projected to come back. Relievers, both these sets of relievers I have a lot of faith in. I think both are pretty good. The biggest difference is that I think the Dodgers offense is still better, and I think Clayton Kershaw is still better than Severino. He's looked great in his two starts, don't get me wrong, but the underlying metric suggests that that ERA should be closer to four. That's closer to where he projects, whereas Kershaw still seems to be plugging and chugging along, um, even at this age, looking like a fantastic starting pitcher. I'm going to back the Dodgers here at minus 134 models. So it should be minus 143. If it drops to minus 129, that gets to be an A grade. So only a nickel away from that A grade possibility. It's kind of a B plus here on the Dodgers. I just think at home, the way they're playing makes too much sense not to grab them, given that they will have the edge in just about every facet of this game. Again, not that the Yankees are a bad team, just on the road. Uh, this is going to be a tough spot for them to win the first game of this series. Totals projected at 8.5. I'm seeing 8.5 out in the market, around 60 degrees for most of this game. Wind blowing out, dying down as the night goes on, just like we usually see in Los Angeles. I think it's a pretty well-priced total. Good offenses, good starting pitchers. Don't know what that means. We might have runs. We might not have runs. I mean, this is a game that could have three runs or, or 13, and neither one would really surprise me that much. Uh, so I don't think there's really great value on the total. Uh, bottom line, though, minus 134. Even though the Yankees are getting some reinforcements, I think 134 is a little bit short, and that's why I'm on the Dodgers at, again, what is a, a B-plus grade pick. That's all I've got for you then today. Thanks for tuning in this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure the sports betting content provided on this channel. Shopped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.